0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Board NBA YouTube channel where we go live every weekday with Pips NBA to hear his best bets but also go through some NBA discussion along the way. If you guys have been enjoying the content, please be sure to subscribe to our channel. We just hit 500 subscribers last week. Thank you so much for that. But also, we want to get on the road to 1,000, get up to the four-digits, at some point, so if you're enjoying the content, please subscribe and be sure to smash that like button. Also, want to remind you guys that this is the NBA content division of the Hammer Betting Network. Visit the hammer.bet in your browser for more sports betting content, especially as we get into the NFL playoffs. But over here, it's all about the basketball, it's all about the NBA. And Friday wasn't great for a second consecutive week. That being said, it still was a, a <laughs> We'll take it. It's slightly profitable on the week. It is a half unit of profit, but some uh, some tough beats for sure in that in that Friday betting day. I'm sure Pips will have plenty to say about it as I pull up the record so far on the season using the BetStamp app. If you go to the Find Better section on BetStamp, you can find Pick and Roll over here. And as I mentioned, great season so far, 57-40, and 40, a profitable week, but an 0-3 Friday, unfortunately. Uh, I had my eyes on that Raptors game where I saw both of those things unfold. Uh, But the other two, especially that Shea, Gilgis, Alexander, that loses by half a point, Pips, your your overall thoughts on the Friday picks?
1: Yeah, second consecutive week, we have a terrible Friday, and both times we've had, like, unbelievable losses. So, I think, like, we need just a bit of luck on our side, and this could be easily 3-0, like, it was that close on every bet. Like, first one, Pascal Siakam and Jalen Brunson. Pascal Siakam had 18 points, and Brunson had 22 points with two minutes left. So, yeah, he needed only and, a buck. Siakam,
0: by the way, Siakam had 18 points, and I believe he shot four for 18 in that game.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he scored, I mean, he scored 56, and then in the next game he scored 18. Like, okay, they did some adjustments on his drives. They were collapsing like on him, like he's Yanis. But he also had so many good parts to hit this. Yeah. And then Jalen Brunson against amazing defense, like you did. You guys did great on Jalen Brunson. Like you lost he, because he had, was, he had some tough shots, man. He hit so many tough shots. I think he had like five toughest shots of the season, like step back threes and those yeah. drives, some floaters with n one like crazy. And you guys did great job on Brunson. You lost because Julius Randle was unbelievable. In the especially first on quarter, yeah. Path. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And yeah, that's, that, that's about that bet. Second bet, Shea. I mean, Wizards were... I think Wizards were favorites in this game. So it was like minus one spread for Wizards. And they get blown out by, by the underdogs and obviously nothing to do there. Like I only took the Shea line, it's a huge line, 30, 30 and a half points. And I only took it because it was projected to be a close game. And yeah, he had 30 points with three minutes left. And I think if he ends up playing, he will finish the game with like 34, 35 points. As always, he's like, I'm like possessed men in the last couple of minutes of the game. actually like can yeah. just, you just, can't stop him. And yeah, that was like, unfortunate. He, the, the starters gets pulled out with three minutes left and unfortunate just, and they also started double teaming him in the fourth quarter. But yeah. And for the last one, similar stuff. Hawks were favorites by three points, three and a half points favorites coming into this game. And they get completely annihilated by the by the Los Angeles Lakers without Anthony Davis. Like, who would have thought? Like, that's even possible. And LeBron James had twenty five points with six thirty left, and he gets pulled out because of a blowout. And I mean, that's one who's hitting for sure. Like, I'm like one hundred percent sure if he gets the minutes, he's hitting this. Because he was just like, okay, I'm saving myself up. And then when he started being aggressive in the fourth and scoring, I was like, yeah, this is going to be easy. And then Hawks missed like five free throws in a row and the game went like plus 18 for Lakers. Yeah, unfortunate. I think I will bet every of this bet again if I had a chance. So.
0: Yeah. that that's the best thing when it comes to betting you want to look back at your losses like that was a good bet I'd bet that again it just kind of didn't go my way this time I think like any any person new to betting that's the way to look at it uh, a bad bet doesn't necessarily mean it lost uh, a good bet not all good bets win not all bad bets lose but it doesn't take away the fact that sometimes they are good or bad one thing I'm going to introduce to this show uh for for the rest of this season, 2023, just a little bit of an interesting counter here. So we lose the Shea bet by the hook. I always talk about, you know, you're going to win some by the hook. You're going to lose some by the hook. So let's start keeping track. Let's see. So, so far, 2023, we lose the Shea bet by the hook. We're going to introduce the hook counter. We lose it this time. Let's see. By the end of the season, I'm going to assume it's going to be about 50-50 the end of the season. Maybe there won't be enough of a sample for that. But uh, just, just a little bit of curiosity, a little bit of extra fun of the show. We're going to introduce that.
1: Yeah, I can go back and look at like every bet we made because I'm keeping the track. But yeah, uh, I'm I wouldn't be like completely mad if we win every bet today. <laughs> while well, like, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I I think it'll be an interesting uh an interesting thing to track for the rest of the season. Though I thought I would add a little bit of fun into yeah, the show. Right. Um, right. team that's not having fun this season is the Phoenix Suns. Well, they were having fun. I was a little bit low on the Suns coming into the season as we move. Into, oh sorry before sorry it's a good question what will fish hook so hook uh will be half a point and it has to be a market in my opinion i guess we should come to terms this ha- it should be a market in my opinion that is at least double digit points like if it's like a, like a, let's say it's a, a 1.5 assists a player going to assist that's not a hook because the line is so small i would say if it's double digits or higher so 10 and a half or higher and you lose like on a 10 that would, I would constitute that as losing by the hook. I mean, you could probably go higher. Pips, what, what would you say definition for that should be?
1: Yeah, points betting, so no assists and and the rebounds because that's lower lines. I would say like anything like lines above like 11 and a half or, or okay. higher. Yeah, so, because like if you have like nine and a half points, and yeah, that's just so someone can make three threes and it's hook, but he was far away from scoring another three or something. Yeah, That's fair. Okay. So maybe we
0: can take it in context. Every time we have, we'll, we'll decide this. Yeah. Shea going yeah. 30 on a 30 and a half line is absolutely as clear as it right. gets. Absolutely. But yeah, like an assist line or reboot, like, as you mentioned, maybe not quite as serious over there, but uh, that was a good question. Um, anyways, let's move in now to the discussion. I uh, already spoiled it, but the Phoenix Suns, they started 1811. I remember. When they were 18-11, they were our discussion topic. Like, wow, the Suns are really good this season. You know, all the turmoil, the eight in contract, uh, the argument between the team, the owner situation, that whole mess. This team still has risen up in their 18-11, but then Devin Booker got injured. Since Devin Booker got injured, they are two and ten. Two wins in their last 12 games. They are down to eighth in the highly competitive Western Conference. I think highly competitive kind of isn't really a word you can use for the West anymore. It it might be time to say the West just isn't very good. There are only five Western Conference teams that are above 500 as I speak here. And the Phoenix Suns, like I said, not one of them now falling to 20 and 21 on the season. Obviously, Devin Booker being out is a significant part of this. However, Pips, I feel like this team still has enough to continue to win some of these games. Where do you think things are going wrong for them? Other than, of course, the Booker injury.
1: I mean that's the most obvious one like they are a contender with Devin Booker and healthy Cam Johnson and when these guys are out they are barely a playoff team so that that's pretty easy like you have no Jake Crowder crucial part of their finals team yeah. you have no Cam, Cam Johnson a young up, upcoming great player you have Unsatisfied, the Ayton, who is actually playing great. I mean, defense is a bit down, but offensive production is still the same. You have Chris Paul, who is like going down like every season. Like he played amazing in the in the finals run but this season, he when he scores fifteen points, will everyone is like, whoa, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's you getting. Have you had lines like 11 and a half for Chris Paul and he's playing over 30 minutes a game. So you get an old Chris Paul, no Booker, Booker, Nokem Johnson, Jake Ryder, and unhappy DeAndre Ayton who won't hard, try as hard on defense as he was last couple of seasons. <laughs> so yeah, with everything said, who is left? Like you have Landry shemet and Michael Bridges. Yeah, like this team is like when... But I, I love this spot because I hope now people will recognize how Devin Booker great is. Like he's just amazing MVP caliber player for this Very team. clear now. Yeah, and I'm glad that's that's clear because the last couple of years the people were saying like, oh, he got help from Chris Paul and that's why he got to the finals. Of course he got to the finals because of Chris Paul, but Devin Booker was the best player on the team. Like. I don't know. Some people confuse that saying, like it's Chris Paul that, like, was the main guy, and I I completely disagree with that. Like, Devin Booker is like amazing. Amazing.
0: I like this. You're not a fan of the Washington Wainwright pick and roll. I can't say I, I'm. I actually like Wainwright. He had a br- very brief stint in Toronto, which was kind of fun, but uh, <laughs> can't say I'm a fan of this. Um, uh, further on the Suns, I I don't. Th- it's a troublesome situation for this season. You know, they had the best record last season before getting blown out by 5 million points in Game 7 against the Dallas Mavericks. The turmoil in the offseason. But, I mean, yeah. an important part of this team right now. They have stuff they can trade, but, like, Chris Paul isn't getting any younger. That's going to be a very difficult situation to deal with when he he's starting to kind of fade off a bit as he continues to do that. You're losing like the heartbeat of the way the team plays offense a little bit. Obviously, Booker is the main guy, but the way Chris Paul runs the offense, that's going to be very difficult to replace. Sure, they have picks available, but not a ton of assets beyond that that are interesting. The Jay Crowder situation is difficult because he still hasn't played. Are they going to be able to move him by the deadline? And I mean, the Devin Booker injury, that's also the huge issue with this team that it wants to be good this season. So, do you think Phoenix are going to be? What are the the most active teams as we get to the trade deadline, which is just about a month away now, like moving Crowder and maybe other pieces?
1: No, I actually don't know what's going to happen because I don't think they can get anything great for a guy that wants out. Like, if they just went to trade him, he, there will be some offers, but everyone knows they are now desperate and they will lowball them, and I don't know what's gonna happen there. Obviously, they need to move Jay, but I don't think they are getting anything better in that trade. So, not a great spot to be in. And we actually don't know Devin Booker is coming back like in a month or so, but we don't know how is he going to be at the same Devin Booker. Like when you have a it's mid-season true. injury with two over a month out, all players don't came back like in a great shape. Like we could see that from James Harden and so many guys like when they have some injury, like during the mid midseason, coming back like a month before the players, they are not in a great shape for players. Uh, so
0: this was a comment here by Matt, who actually lives in Phoenix. And apparently the discourse in Phoenix is that nobody's confused because they know how good Devin Booker is. So I, I think I, I think your team is kind of flawed if that's the case, though. What, what were you going to say?
1: I want to say like of course people that watch phoenix knows but complete media and stuff i was seeing on the internet like from the guys that watched like a couple of games a, a season uh, I, I saw a lot of comments on chris paul being like that guy but i just don't agree uh, uh, at all like and obviously some fun that actually watch every game will completely agree that Booker is the, the best player on that team oh for sure yeah. Uh, but well, i'm saying like like a team
0: if you're if you really want to be an nba contender you have to at least be able to tread water while the guy your main guy is out like two and ten is <laughs> obviously horrendous um while i'm live uh woge report woge bomb kevin durant is going to be out at least two weeks with an mcl sprain so on the topic of superstars the way the the brooklyn nets are playing let's it'll be interesting to see if You know, the Brooklyn Nets lose their main guy. If they can still manage to continue to win, I know they have Kyrie Irving and the the Suns don't have anywhere near that beyond Devin Booker. But that'll be an interesting development to follow as it comes to the Brooklyn Nets, who are, I think they're now one game out of the top of the East. Yeah, one game back of the top of the Eastern Conference. What a turnaround uh, in Brooklyn. But interesting on Kevin Durant. Just wanted to bring that up while we are live. Let's now move into the next segment. Of course, it is the official pick segment. Lots of the viewers today are looking to, to tail some of these picks, looking to have a good uh, a good time with these ones. There's three official picks coming for you guys. Uh, the comment i pulled up, Death, Taxes, and Pip's taking the books to the cleaners. There are three uh, absolutes in life. So let's hope we have some at the start of the week. it was funny. Let's bring in the first one, a same-game parlay as the Pelicans are taking on the Washington Wizards at the Wizards.
1: Yeah, the, this is one is a great spot because obviously both teams had some um, amazing performances round against another. Uh, the bigs like the centers are going over against both of these teams, and like I think we bet uh, like six to seven times bigs over against the against the wizards. And this is a great spot. Obviously, without Zion, he'll get all, everything inside working through a pick and roll handoffs with CJ McCollum obviously and I love both of these guys but I'm taking the the centers as we had uh, great success the entire year and on the other side we have Porzingis without Bradley Bill he scores 20 plus points almost every night and this is actually a great matchup for him like if you take a look at, at the players like uh, the players that can shoot from like outside of the restricted area or, or the paint. Every player had a great success against the North Pelicans. Last game, Christian Wood had 28 points in only 24 minutes and be completely annihilated Pelicans inside because they were doing a single cover on him and Jonas Lanchunas is pretty slow to, 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 to track him. We had a decent game from Shengoon we have like De'Andre Ayton scoring on, on that will, like 30 points almost in both, like easily. So with without Bill yeah. and with Porzingis being probably the first scoring option pro- split between him and Kyle Kuzma. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this team without Pender Nigram and Zion Williamson, this should be a close game. And I, I just keep repeating myself close game and the game Pray. seems <laughs> to be very close. Like we had like fourteen point spread for Boston Celtics against Spurs, and it was a close game. And we had like one point spread like three times in a row that got blown out, like completely. Yeah. And that's, that's but the variant yeah. of the NBA. Yeah. And but okay, as I said, love these spots for both of these guys. Great, great, great positive matchups, and yeah, love, love
0: this. Yeah, going with the two bigs. I mean, you've talked about. I think you spoke about this enough. Going with the big guys. This one, Bradley Beal out. Like this one. Let's move into the second one. Another same game parlay as the Chicago Bulls take on the Bucks. A rematch of last season's first round of the playoffs. Uh, two Bucks featured over here.
1: So the the my my bet for this game is Yanis Tatumpo over ten and a half assists combined with Drew Holiday over. Uh, 13 and a half points. And this is actually a game against the. Oh, Knicks. sorry.
0: It's the Knicks. My bad. Yeah. I, I, my yeah I was
1: like confused. Playoffs and Knicks. Like, what's going on? <laughs> I see what Bro. I did.
0: I see what I did. Yeah. Anyways, no, no, I'm probably. changing. Continue.
1: So I'm taking this one because this is purely like schematic play. Like, I watched the, every time. Giannis plays against the, the against the Knicks and they just completely like okay, uh, we don't care whoever makes the shot outside the Giannis, like we'll just don't allow any layup to Giannis and if he kicks out 50 times a game to a wide open shooter we're we gonna leave it this that's mm-hmm. the tips and in the first game of the season, Giannis had 9 assists and 30 points in the second game he had seven assists and 37 points so a, a bit of a, like seven and nine assists while he has an average of only five assists that's a way above average and he had in the first game like he had 20 and i think 15 potential assists in these two games and so for him to have only four assists is like easily if he gets that volume of of, of 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 assists and the second part of this bet is drew holiday obviously when they collapse on Giannis, yeah. the they the only guy that can that's like second scoring option without chris middleton and the only guy that's a reliable scorer is drew holiday he had some problems coming down from the injury so they set his line pretty low it's at 16.5, 16.5 but it's juice so I decided to go with a lower line with Giannis' assist because it's great correlation with these two. And I think Drew should play like 30 minutes now to tonight because he was on a way to play 28 minutes four days ago. That was his second game back and this is third. And usually when guys back from the injury, third game, I think he'll get the 30 plus minutes and love this spot for him. And yeah, yeah that's it.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, the Knicks, this is going to be a, a supposedly a close game. We, we talked about close games a lot. The point spread in this one is one point. Uh, both. I mean, there's actually a bit of confusion. Some have the Bucks as slight favorites. Some have the Knicks as slight favorites. So let's hope for a close game. Thibodeau will happily lose the game as long as it's not uh, Giannis doing it. So this is a uh, – I like the way this some is as well. Sorry?
1: Some Nick Nurse stuff. There. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> Whenever you talk yeah. about not letting a star win, the first thought obviously goes to Nick Nurse over there. He's the definitely the king of doing that for the better or for the worse. Let's go now into um, an ascending team in the Eastern Conference, the Orlando Magic. They are playing the Sacramento Kings. This one is correct. And we have Paolo Banquero, the rain, the r-
1: front runner for Rookie of the Year here on the points. So I'm betting Paolo Banquero at 21.5 points, which is minus 150 on Fendel. So this one is, like, pretty straightforward to me. Like, Kings, as good as they are in a great record they have, they, their defense is, like, almost every game we have, like, three or four guys scoring 20-plus points. Like, they are just terrible on defense. They don't have anyone. They have, like, they completely start, completely starting five, they have zero positive defenders. Like, Zero. They have a great coaching uh they, they do some them they make something out of it but that's still like bottom five defensive teams with high pace and they allow like 120 points a game day in day out and if you take a look at the last game of of, of, of them uh again against the lakers like lebron had amazing game and When you look like, okay, LeBron scored 37 points. But we have Thomas Brandt scored 29. And Danny Schroeder scored 26, 27. And we have Russell Westbrook scoring 23. So we had four guys scoring over this line, like for the Banquero, And it's the Lakers. Man, like the Lakers. Like their (laughs) offense is not good, like at all. And the game before that, we had John Collins, 22. DeAndre Hunter, 22. The John Tamari, 21. Trey Young 21. Bogdan Bogdanovich said so the 17 of the bench. Like everyone goes like crazy against them, especially like the, the wing guys that are driving, driving to the rim. Because Sacramento Kicks defense, they allow like the third least three pointers. So they stay spread out. They allow the middle and they allow the drives. And Banquero can't shoot outside, but on the drives, getting to the free throw line and his mid-range. His game is pretty good for a rookie. And the last couple of games, he had a huge stinker game against the Washington Wizards, where he shot seven from 24. A like, terrible game and scored 21 points. The next three games, he had, he was playing against above average to, the, to great defensive teams. They played Thunders, Grizzlies, and Golden State Warriors. And he scored 25-25 and 30 points. 30 points against the, the, the Grizzlies. is just like Dylan Brooks, J.J. Jaren Jackson Jr., Steven Adams, and he still ended up scoring 30 points against the best defensive teams in the league. Since Jaren Jackson returned, Memphis are the best team, defensive teams in the league. He ended up scoring 30 points. That's probably the toughest matchup he had all season. And now he gets one of the easiest in Sacramento Kings. And also, a good note, uh, his usage is way up in, in the in the 20, 2023. Last three games, his usage is like 32% compared to the 24% throughout the year. So that's 8% increase in usage. And if he gets the same usage against this King defense, I wouldn't be surprised if he scores 30 points tonight.
0: Yeah, you said it all with the Kings defense, the way Orlando are playing. I think Orlando are an interesting team this season because it just seems like they're done with... They just don't seem like they care about the draft pick. I mean, the players are out there playing well, ascending Paolo Banquero, a big reason for that. Easily the front runner to rookie of the year. I love this spot against the Sacramento Kings team for all the reasons that you mentioned. Um, want to mention one thing. I was just talking to people in the chat commenting over there, but when it comes to the same game parlays, uh, we always have them on the show as 0.5 line, so over 13 and a half. But for the sports books, sometimes they will be listed as 14 plus. So if you don't ever see the line that's given out here. Uh, 13 and a half over 13 and a half is the same as 14 plus. So, uh, if you're yeah. ever trying to tail the picks, whatever, make sure to check typically also sportsbooks like DraftKings, there'll be a top section for points over under, which are scattered lines. And then there'll be a bottom section, which are in different increments. So sometimes you'll see, like, I, I think somebody's saying for drew holiday, there was 14 and a half as the lowest line to hit for over at the point section. But if you go further down, you can find the 14 plus, which was the line yeah. over there. So yeah, it's important to consider those things. Um, let's now go into the recap of all the picks. Uh, first of all, in the Pelicans Wizards game, Jonas Valanciunas, we have him over 13 and a half points paired with Chris Stats Porzingis over 19 and a half points. So the Porzingis, I know for sure, would be at 20 plus for that one. Just keep that in mind. That is minus 110 at DraftKings. Second pick in the recap is in the Knicks, who are visiting the Bucs, not the Bulls, as I said earlier. It is Drew Holiday over 13 and a half points paired with Giannis Antetokounmpo over three and a half points. That is minus 120 at Bet MGM. And then in the third pick, the most recent one we talked about, Paolo Bancaro over 21 and a half points against the Sacramento Kings. That is minus 115 at FanDuel. And that has been your show on the board NBA YouTube channel. Guys, if you did enjoy, please make sure to smash that like button and make sure you're subscribed to our account to keep up to date with the five shows that we do a week over here. If you're listening in podcast form, please, Take a minute, rate and review five stars, and also follow us on Twitter. If you guys want more sports betting content, especially as the NFL gets into playoff season, visit thehammer.bet. Just simply type in thehammer.bet in your browser for more sports betting content from the Hammer Bet Network. Thanks again. Let's hope these picks win. We'll see you tomorrow for more from Pick and Roll.